0: This is the backstory for Miles Smithy, the Barbarian. Part one, how did Miles, third son of a Neverwinter Lord become a Barbarian adventurer? Typical Barbarians are known for being hulking animals that are attuned to the natural elements rather than battling social, Uh, socially, in high courts, and dinner parties, but as it turns out, Miles did not fall from a high social standing, no. He was rather returning to what his family had abandoned a few generations ago. It was actually the upper polite society that boiled Miles' blood. The fake facades of the aristocrats, the social deceptions, the backstabbing, and the general rat race stoked the fires within him, and it was only a matter of time until it raged out through his bulging teenage muscles. Ironically, it was actually this unnatural and repressive social high society that turned him into a rage into a rager and drove him out of the city every chance he got as he was growing up but first we need to back up a little bit let's go back two generations to Miles' grandfather magnus smithy the 5th he was a large strong man as you get when you are working as a blacksmith, creating armor and you, your family's been doing for generations, Miles comes from a long gener- a long line of blacksmiths, as his name entails, Smithy. His dad was a, uh, his grandfather was a happy man um, who worked hard in the city of Neverwinter as a blacksmith creating weapons and armor for knights and even testing them out himself as he knew a bit about combat as well. He was uh, stood head and shoulders. He was just a mountain of a man with rippling muscles and a good hard work ethic. But when it was time to take a break, he loved taking his family out um, into the countryside and having picnics and camping which was quite unusual in medieval times as this is but he enjoyed being out in nature and getting away from the neverwinter city well as it happened the spell plague upset society drastically and balance of powers were shifting radically warlords were threatening to take over Um, certain areas and Neverwinter called a draft of the people and it was Magnus the fifth who went out to battle and turned out to be quite the war hero defending Neverwinter and its territories Um, he left his family behind And it was during these battles, as he would, he turned so focused and he was so intimidating and ferocious out on the battlefield that his enemies would often be frightened and shaken, allowing him to easily cut them down. And other men would end up following behind him as he would charge in. He rose up through the ranks and became noticed more and more as a celebrity amongst his A group. Eventually, what happened was they, um, there was a certain battle where um, another man was afraid because he had no armor. And so it happened during one battle that as he was out fighting in the fray another man was afraid his armor had been out during one of the throngs of battle Magnus Smithy the fifth came across a fellow soldier who was frightened because his armor was so badly damaged that he didn't want to go back out into the battle and he was hiding magnus stripped off his own armor gave it to the man and then went out into battle without any armor on still raging and as fierce as ever, fighting even fiercer, with greater dexterity, with greater agility and speed, because he was unhindered, and the other man behind him that he made known for himself uh, uh, for being brave and barbarian-like. That ironically, a blacksmith was not wearing any armor. The battles continued he continued to rise in the ranks and magnus smithy was actually given knighthood and eventually given land outside of the city he was even um, given lordhood after a while out amongst the battles again as the years went on and he continued to lead others into battle it was one time And he stopped wearing armor, To, and it would inspire the men. Um, It was out in battle that someone caught him unawares as he was being attacked by multiple assailants. He had to reach up with his left hand and catch a falling sword. And he was so tough that the sword did not sever his hand, though it bled. And when the assailant pulled the sword away, he did sever off um, Magnus's fingers, so he merely had a thumb and a stump. Magnus healed from those injuries, and he continued to go out and even fight for a while, um, until the kings and lords actually pulled him back and said, come be with us as a stratetician and help us to to better fight wars and defenses here. So Magnus would still rile up the troops, lifting his left stump of his hand as if it still looked like a fist, even without fingers, and just a thumb, up into the air. And um, as he would rally soldiers with that, the same thing would happen when he was amongst the courts and high societies. Whenever he was trying to push forward a point, he was quickly able to overpower the other politicians by simply raising his hand and being the monstrous man that he was with a gruff voice when he needed to be, but gentle with his family. He could intimidate the other politicians and simply say, I gave my left for the kingdom. What have you given? Listen. And so it was that he had great influence and and um, and power amongst social high society. Um, people loved being around him, and he be, simply because he was so kind, and honest, and straightforward. He was not intimidating in social ways, so people flocked to him, um, not afraid of him, wanting to congratulate him, wanting to thank him for his service. And his son, Magnus Smithy the sixth, saw this. And although his, his son wanted to follow in his father's footsteps, and he did for the most part, he was trained in battle and went out as a soldier. He never received any injuries or had a chance to be quite the war hero that his father was, but he was quite accomplished, Magnus Smithy VI. Indeed. And he took over his father's position in time, um, working in Neverwinter, amongst the pol- political high-types high amongst the nobles he himself being a lord and their property grew in wealth and prestige out in the countryside and his family was raised there magnus smithy the the sixth um, married a woman of high birth she was a beautiful gentle calm, wise woman. Um, She was actually better at politics than he was. He still had a strong, aggressive, focused streak in him that would sometimes be impatient or frustrated. But she knew how to be compassionate, compassionate and giving preference to the other person. Her name was Malia. She was... A petite woman that uh, Magnus Smithy the Sixth found much comfort in, as he would strive to make inroads um, amongst the social hierarchies. Um, but it was foreign and stressful to him. He would be gone long periods of time, and when he came back he would be utterly exhausted, too exhausted to really put much time into his three sons. Yes, his three sons are quite important in this time. He would just want to relax with his wife and but always be thinking about work and what he could do to better his family and his position as his father grew quite elderly and retired. It was all on Magnus Smithy VI to continue legacy and to upkeep the level of status and wealth that they, they had gained now let's get back to his three sons his two oldest sons magnus smithy the seventh and matthias they were born close together and they were smart and very good looking and seemed to take after their mother quite a bit although they were fine fighters you could see that it just wasn't in their blood to be fighters it just they were more leaning towards the politics and they found themselves playing politics amongst the other boys that live there um either on um their plantation or that They also had a house in the city of Neverwinter, and they would uh, love to run around with the other noble boys there. They were close in age, and they, they were actually brought all the more closer because the third boy, Miles, contrasted them. You see, with Miles causing all the ruckus because he was two and a half years younger, It actually brought the other two brothers all the closer together. And when I mean Miles caused a ruckus, I mean, he enjoyed the ruckus. It actually was his identity. Miles um, couldn't keep up with his brothers, although it was obvious, even from a young age, that Miles physically was taking after his father and his grandfather. He was quite strong, quite agile, and quite big for his age. But his two older brothers, having a head start on him, had no problem putting him back in his place every chance that they got. He was, he was smart as well. Not in an academic way. He had trouble with academics and staying focused. But Miles enjoyed um, strategy and trickery and was constantly competing with his two older brothers, letting them gang up on him, just to see if um, he could beat them by either being resourceful or just by using sheer determination and strength and agility. He enjoyed the combat and was not afraid to lose, whereas his brothers needed to win. They were competitive to win, and so they weren't afraid to gang up on him. Um, and which they always did win. But then Miles, as he would often tag along, um, if they wanted to get rid of him, they knew that they would have to pay a price because Miles would not let them have their victories easily. So often they would give up and give in and let him tag along. And so Miles was following around in older groups of boys on both the homestead out out in their property um, or in neverwinter amongst the city many times miles miles found his way by being the bravest of the group by being the one that didn't think so much didn't analyze or worry as much as his brothers did but by rushing in